Welcome to I Sleep Great, a non-parent's guide to parenting. Food. It's my favorite part of the day. A child's nutrition in the first two years of his or her life are crucial factors in brain development and lifelong mental health. Nurture the Next supports parents to ensure they have the proper nutritional information for healthy brain development. That's why on today's episode, I thought I would sit down with Stephanie Kemp of Macromama Foods. We discuss digestion, the benefits of healthy eating, and then yes, I sample some of her product. Spoiler alert, I licked the bowl! All right, let's go to our sponsors. This podcast is supported by Chorus, a strategic communications and marketing firm that partners with organizations that shape our society, including nonprofits, social enterprises, government programs, and political candidates. The team at Chorus is deeply passionate about communicating with purpose. Their expertise is helping clients promote strong women, healthy families, and thriving communities. Their work has proven that when done right, communications is a catalyst for positive change. Chorus provides a range of strategic communication services, but they are especially good at developing compelling messaging and outreach and marketing plans that are intentional and impactful. Visit www.workwithchorus.com to learn more. That's Chorus, C-H-O-R-U-S. And now, Stephanie Kemp. First off, welcome. Thank you for having me. Who are we here with today? I'm Stephanie Kemp, and I am a personal trainer and also a microbiotic health coach. What does that mean? What does that mean? That means basically I teach people different foods that help their body, their organs work. It's different from nutritionist, dietitian. It's learning to eat for your organs, basically. I've never ate for my organs before. I don't ever think to eat for my organs. It shouldn't be something we have to think about. It really shouldn't be something we have to think about. Because you don't want to think about your organs all day. No, you don't. You don't. And you don't want to look at a food and go, oh, this is going to be great for my kidneys. It's supposed to be seasonal, organic. What can grow right now is what we should be putting into our bodies because that's actually what's going to be helping those organs. So, Stephanie. Yes. The podcast is I Sleep Great, a non-parent's guide to parenting. It's for new parents who have just had a child. Mm -hmm. And... A big topic for new parents, food, mm-hmm. got to feed that baby. Mm-hmm. It's one of the classic challenges right from the get-go is, oh, this needs sustenance. So we're talking baby food mm-hmm. today. What do you know about baby food? Why are we talking to you? Well, I have three kids and after the first child, I decided that there were no options out there for me that I approved of in mm-hmm. a sense. What were the options and what are the options for most families that didn't fit your approval? Well, (laughs) packaged food. I like fresh. I like organic. I like fresh. I like to support local farmers. So it was really about the options of where's the freshest, the most nutrient dense food for my kids, Mm -hmm. because that's what I eat. So why am I going to feed my kids something that I don't support? So it was really just going and being able to feed my kids, my babies, the same quality that I was getting myself. Is this not available right now in the whole foods in the, of the world? No, I don't see any fresh. I see frozen. I would say frozen would be a better option. But again, I am very particular about the combinations of foods too that you put together because babies are so sensitive and we really overthink this. Like we really overthink what we need to be feeding our babies. It starts simple, something that's just going to give them nutrients, but not overload them with Mm -hmm. nutrients. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you don't need to combine five different ingredients for your newborn 
to survive. Yeah. He doesn't know or she doesn't know what a Michelin star. It doesn't, right. you know, you don't need to do that yet. Right. Well, can we start with when you first have a baby, mm-hmm. the food that you are talking about, at what age is this getting into? So you typically start feeding your baby solids is what they say at about six months. Okay. The longer you can wait, like your baby's going to start reaching for telling you, Hey, I want some, something else besides breast milk or formula, whatever you choose to do. So six months is typically the time to start their digestive system is getting ready. You can start watching their mouth, start kind of chomping when you're eating, they're looking at you like, Hey, I want some of that. And so it starts off that way. It's about six months, but it's got to be nice and pureed. A lot of parents worry about the choking and it's not being perfectly pureed if you're making it at home, but it's actually helping them get the chewing motion down. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying chunk up your baby food to- Don't chunk it up. (laughs) To to, to teach them how to chew, but- They'll get there. Yeah. Okay. So first six months, six to 12, mm-hmm. we're, we're drinking breast milk. We are drinking mm-hmm. formula. Mm-hmm. And and we talked about that on another episode of the podcast, episode one with mm-hmm. Dr. Rosemary Hunter. Uh, check it out. Mm-hmm. But now things are evolving mm-hmm. and we're talking pureed foods. Mm-hmm. And Stephanie, why can't we just, it's hard enough being a parent. Why can't they just blend up last night's lasagna? What is wrong with doing that? Why do we need baby food? From my perspective, if you blend up a combination of meat and cheese and noodles and whatever else is going, it's like a shock to the baby's body, their digestive system. And they're in such a developmental stage. Their brain is still developing, their kidneys, everything is still developing. So you're looking for foods that are going to be simple on the digestive system and then still support the development of the baby, the growth of the baby. Yes. I'm not saying that if you blend up lasagna that your baby's not going to grow, but you're trying Nor is to nurture the next <laughs> supporting that idea. But I'm yeah, just- yeah, you just want to be for me. The idea is how simple can it be to create less shock to the digestive system? Because really, our digestive system is where our health stems. For new parents, navigating their baby's food needs can be daunting. There is so much out there, and everyone has an opinion. But Stephanie summarizes it well when she frames it as wanting the idea of health. Let me ask you, a lot of parents, a lot of new parents out there, I mean, hundreds, maybe even thousands. Is this an idea, what you have dedicated your life to? Is this a lot of talk amongst parents that they want this? Is this maybe fringe or inaccessible thing? Where does this fall? I think that people want the idea of health. There's so many different concepts of health. Look at us as adults. We have paleo, we have keto, we have vegan, we have like we have all pescatarian. these we have pescatarian. We have all this stuff. So how how do you figure out what the babies want when you have all kinds of different options for the babies too? So I think if you just take it back to being simple and not get overwhelmed. Like you're not going to make a wrong choice feeding your baby if you're feeding your baby, Mm -hmm. but you want to make it as simple as you can on the digestive system. I'm going to say that a lot. I think that's okay. I've already started thinking about my organs. Right. Keep it simple. Yeah. Keep it simple. Keep it healthy. Keep it simple. Keep it healthy. Try to keep it local and try to make your own really. So let's talk about that. Is this a thing that new parents can do? Can they make their own baby food? Yes, absolutely. You can. There's so many different options too. I mean, you can go find the little jars yourself, freezer friendly jars, and you just start exploring. But I like to introduce 
Like, let's say we start with brown rice cream. That's one of our main beginner foods for six months and up. So if you start there, you want to introduce one vegetable maybe next. You don't have to get, like I said, three or four different vegetables in to complete a meal. Because again, the baby should still be drinking breast milk or formula. You're not going to just stop feeding your baby the formula or the breast milk, whatever you're doing, just because you're starting to introduce solids. So you introduce solids just to get them started, to get them used to it, to fill them up a little bit more. But you continue. I mean, I, I nursed one of my kids until she was four. Is that crazy? Crazy? Yeah, it's oh, crazy. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's crazy for me. But I feel, I just I feel like I was, I went until 13, but I don't know. <laughs> I just it's, go with the flow. Just, they were all I different. I was just going with it. <laughs> Middle school stunk. Um, I want to get into the products a little bit more in a second, but mm-hmm. is this a thing that you find parents feel a lot of anxiety about? Absolutely. I think we're given too many choices. I think we have too many experts you know, me, too many people coming in and trying to tell you how to raise your kid and what to feed your kid and when to start nursing, when to stop nursing, when to start formula, when not to do formula. So really, like, I mean, think about back in the day before we had all of these grocery stores, before we had any, before we had farmer's markets, Mm -hmm. what did you do? People had babies and they just used what they had and they made their own baby food. For Stephanie, part of keeping it simple is to make your own baby food. While at first glance, it may seem like a lot on top of raising your kid, if we make a habit of it and get the work down to the basics, then it's very doable. That's a theme you keep hitting on, keeping it simple, Mm -hmm. getting back to the basics Mm -hmm. a little bit. Yeah. But actually making the baby food at home, is that a laborious process? All you need is whatever your vegetables you choose. And I stick to vegetables, fruits, I introduce a little bit later, but I can talk about that too. And a Vitamix or a good blender or a food processor. I like a Vitamix best just because it does get those little chunks away that we talked about a minute ago. A food processor still kind of keeps it thicker than what I'd like it. So yeah, definitely. You just need a blender that blends good. Possibly dumb question. You've talked a lot about introducing this as the digestive system develops. Does teething have anything to do? Is any of this based on, hey, when they start to get teeth that they can start? Yeah. Okay. Most, a lot of doctors will tell you that once they start popping teeth, then it's probably a good sign to, you can actually start introducing a little bit thicker food too, or how many teeth they have. And then you can start introducing a little bit more. Your teeth tell you what you should eat. I mean, if you think about it, we have four canines, right? Those are the meat grinders. If you eat meat, the That's rest- heard of them. Yep. <laughs> meat grinders. The rest are just your grains and your vegetables. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. I, I consider myself a pretty healthy eater at 32, but it wasn't until a couple of years ago after going to my doctor that I was like, oh, I need to start having more whole grain. I need mm-hmm. to start having beans more. I need mm-hmm. to start, you know, I wasn't being deliberate mm-hmm. about what I ate. And you're really trying to introduce this early on. Absolutely. And not being scared of whole grains because grain means meal. That's what we, that's what our teeth do. Mm-hmm. They grind up grains and grains are our source of energy. And that's, what's going to keep us full. So if, you know, that's the other thing too, if your baby is, if you're like, oh my gosh, they won't, they won't fill up. They're not getting what they need. Just add in your whole grain, your brown rice, you know, that it's good for you. Baby's crying. Is that them saying I'm hungry? That's them talking oh, okay. one way or the other. Yeah. Hungry, tired, sick, Leave me alone. Digestive system. Digestive system. Kidneys. Yeah. Okay. I like this. 
Stephanie's passion for bringing good foods to your baby's table doesn't end with advice. She is making things happen with her own business. We talked on this a little bit, but tell me a little bit more about who you are, Stephanie Camp, and how you got into your company is called Macro... Macro Mama. Macro Mama Foods. Well, I started off typical American diet, didn't think twice about food, what I was eating all through high school into college, had some fun. Then, went to Italy for a semester. <laughs> you had a lot of pasta. <laughs> oh. So I started studying, trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. I started studying exercise science and got my degree in that, decided I was going to go to grad school and I wanted to focus more on nutrition. And so I took all these nutrition classes and I get it was cool, but it was like carbs, fats, proteins, you know, it didn't really intrigue me. So I took a class called alternative and complementary medicine, had no idea what I was getting into. And it started introducing me to just alternative ways of health, whether it was macrobiotics or massage therapy, acupuncture, all of that stuff. I was super intrigued with that, loved it. And then I interned with a macrobiotic counselor, Virginia Harper, and she's local. She's in Franklin at her healing center. And it was a game changer. Yeah. I watched her cook certain dishes for people that were coming in that, you know, had all kinds of issues, chronic issues that had kind of been pushed to the side because there was nothing else doctors right. could do. And so I just watched that process happen and I watched how food, I hate to use the word, but it, it can heal you. It's mm -hmm. either going to hurt you or it's going to help you. That's kind of how I started my journey with the food, with the nutrition part of everything. So I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not a dietitian. I studied macrobiotics. I went to Philadelphia to the Strengthening Health Institute, and I got my macrobiotic counselor certification. So that's how I kind of started the process and really just kind of working with people, starting at the basic level of let's just be aware of what you're putting in your body. Mm -hmm. And then we decided to have kids. And that's when I was like, there is no baby food out here that supports anything that I'm teaching people. Do you remember that moment when you had that realization? I was pregnant. Yeah, I was pregnant with our first one. And Corinne is 11 now, so about 12 years ago. And, you know, you're making your your parent plan or whatever it is because it's the first one and you're super organized. And you're like, okay, I'm going to go to this doctor and I'm going to do this. And then I'm like crap, I got to load up and get all these like trays and start making my baby food now and freezing it for, and. Oh, you already knew there was no question that. Oh, I was going to make my own yeah. for sure. But I also knew that, I mean, I work full time and I was like, how in the world am I going to do all this? But I would prep at like two o'clock in the afternoon, you know, between clients or whatever I was doing. And then I would have it for later. I'd make three or four days worth of food. But not everybody can do that. And then right. we had two kids and it was like, there's absolutely no way that people can do this. I don't know how people are doing this. I don't know how I'm doing it. I just don't sleep. Yeah. And then you had a third. And then we had a third. And then it was just McDonald's. <laughs> and my adrenals were dead. My digestive system was all messed up. It was bad. <laughs> no, I didn't have McDonald's. Well, I can tell you what resonates with me is I love to cook mm -hmm. and I see the benefits of cooking from home. It's healthier. You save money. The portion sizes are bigger. So I can understand this certainly from an adult perspective mm -hmm. of, yeah, absolutely. You want to, you want to make this food at home. I guess I just never thought of nutrition and baby food 
Well, I hadn't thought of it at all. I just thought you have breast milk. And then at some point there's, you just go to your friend's house and there's food in a jar. It's magic. (laughs) And we're going to get to that food in a jar in a second here. Might be doing a little sampling, Mm -hmm. but, but no, this is a totally different approach. Right. Absolutely. And the idea I took was I want it to be as fresh as possible and as easy on the parents as possible. And so allowing the parents to Instacart, whatever you, you use for your groceries Macro Mama, we are partnered with You Can Heal You. And what we do is we mobile macro meals. You order, it's delivered to you, fresh, fresh or frozen. And so that's the approach we're taking. So it'll show up at your door while you're working. You come home and you're like, oh, thank you, food for my baby. Yeah. <laughs> right? Can you rattle off some of the, the products here? Yeah, What's so, on the menu? So we've got Rice Rice Baby is your brown rice. That's what I like to start all babies off on. But again, like it's the parent's choice, mm-hmm. you know, but that's just what I suggest is just starting it simple with the brown rice. We have kale, yeah, which is your kale and your butternut squash. We've got the roots, which is a bunch of root vegetables. We have soul food, which is going to take you back to like your roots and your, your rutabagas and things like that. And we have apple berry after, which is your apples and your berries. Wow. Yeah. Who came up with these names? My bestie, Melissa. 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 Yeah, Melly. <laughs> I'm still, I'm just thinking like not everyone has gone up to Philadelphia to do a right. macrobiotic course. How do you get the average parent to start to re-envision the way that they can that feed is, their child? That's a great question because it, honestly, the people that have come to me are the ones that know me and trust me and they know I'm doing something a little bit different. And then there's also people that come to me that have, it might be allergies, asthma, things like that, that are going on. And that we know that dairy needs to be eliminated and a few other things need to be eliminated. And then we need to go back to the digestive system and strengthen the gut. So it's really people that are already in the know of that food can help or hurt. So it's really us getting out there and doing more education Mm -hmm. and, and helping people understand that it's not that complicated and it doesn't have to be that expensive. We're not putting everything on a gold platter and right. telling everybody it's extremely more than anything else. It's just the quality and the time that we put into it. And then just letting it show up at your door is I think where the value comes into, mm-hmm. but it's really getting it out, like educating people. And I really do Which believe- Which is a big part of what you do. Yeah. That's what I love to do is I love to teach people. I love- to help them understand the connection between what they put in their body, what they put on their body, their environment, how it does affect your health or it affects your sleep or, you know, anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm nodding my head as I'm sipping coffee at 1.30 uh-huh, right now. I'm going to uh-huh. be up till three in the morning. Yeah. And that's what I learned too when I was first starting the macrobiotic practice. It was like, oh my gosh, I have never even heard of some of these things and how do I... But it's like once you get into the routine of things, then it just starts to happen and I think, men, I really think that mentally it's more exhausting than it is physically. And it doesn't take as much time. You feel like it does, but if you were to get some frozen meal, get it out of the freezer, throw it in the oven, get it, you know, whatever you're doing with it, it's still going to take time to do that. So you might as well take time to grab something out of the fridge, throw it on a skillet. Stir fries are the easiest. Mm-hmm. They're quick and easy. It's like kind of all the leftover stuff you have in your refrigerator. You just throw it in a pot and call yeah. it a day. Well, we're assuming too that babies and children are going to like this food, but children are notoriously picky eaters. So sometimes the airplane doesn't land in the mouth. No, we don't. You know what I'm saying? You just syringe it in. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) 
This is different. Oh my <laughs> You're right. But here's the other thing too. Babies don't have a lot of different They don't tastes. have free will. Uh, <laughs> no, they don't have a lot of different tastes. And they're- Is that true? Yeah. They don't have developed well, taste buds? Well, what, what they're doing is once they start nursing, formula, everything is a little bit sweeter. That's the stage they're in. So what they're going to want is a little bit sweeter. That's why the butternut squashes and the acorn squashes, those are sweeter squashes. That doesn't mean sugar. It just means a little bit sweeter. And mm-hmm. then eventually you add in kind of the bitters, the kale and- some of the other vegetables that aren't as sweet. And that's also why most babies will take the banana purees over the vegetables. So you've got to introduce the vegetables first and then the fruits. So they'll pick the vegetables first. Okay. okay. And then you just manipulate them as they get older. Right. Exactly. Hear that new parents. <laughs> it's about manipulation. Today, healthcare providers face a daunting task of caring for the health and well-being of others because resources and staff are stretched thin. At Saracor, we provide healthcare IT services that help empower clinical staff, providers, and hospital operators to focus on what they do best, patient care. Saracor has a heritage rooted in our nation's top performing hospitals. With more than 30 years of experience, we partner with hospitals and health systems to become an extension of their technology team. Our clinical and technical professionals work with care locations to provide comprehensive IT and application support, technical professional and managed services, IT advisory services, and EHR consulting. Visit us at seracore.net. That's C-E-R-E-C-O-R-E.net to learn how we help tackle tough IT challenges. At Seracore, we know firsthand the power that integrated technology has on patient care and communities. That's why healthcare IT is the core of what we do. Now, naturally, Nurture the Next wasn't going to let me recommend all this to you without some experimentation first. Thankfully, I am not only a host, but resident guinea pig. So Stephanie let me try out some of her food. And I've got to say, the results were surprising. Stephanie, what are we going to do right now? So you have two different baby foods in front of you. And one of them is the rice rice baby. And the other is the kale yeah. The rice rice baby is what I start kids on, babies on. All it is is brown rice, whole grain, organic brown rice, soaked rice overnight or four hours, depending on how much time you've had to prepare it. And then cooked with a little bit of some seaweed called kombu. And it's in a little mason jar. It's a cloudy, milky, white looking thing. It kind (laughs) of looks like tapioca. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. So I've, I'm going to take it now. I'm going to try it. Okay. And this would be for what age, What babies of what age? Six months and up. That is one that I, once you start feeding your kids this, you can take it forever. My 11-year-old would probably eat that. Not saying that that would be the only thing she ate, but that's a great breakfast. Now, I haven't had baby food since I was a baby. Hmm. So this is kind of cool and different. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. There's no seasonings, no salt, because... Again, we're going back to it being simple on the digestive system. Oh. Oh. You know, for people that don't like mouthing sounds, (laughs) this is the worst part of the podcast. (laughs) I agree. No, I'm just kidding. Huh. Tell me, what are your thoughts? One more bite. Okay, Um, so there's two bites. That's better. (laughs) So this, what I'm tasting here is I'm not, I'm not tasting salt. I'm not tasting sweet. I'm just tasting nutrients. Yeah. And how do I say this? It's very like, not like sticky almost. It's, there's almost like a a peanut buttery 
not it's not mm, like a peanut butter, yeah, but yeah, in yeah. a sense, like it sticks to your mouth or like it yeah, sticks to your throat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is that accurate at all? Why am I do why am I tasting that? Well, it's texture. It's texture. That's the word I was That's looking all it for. Is. Yeah. And again, like a baby bite would be like a third of that, mm-hmm. maybe a fourth. Wow. I'm really getting into this thing. I here. know. I mean, you're eating the whole jar. You don't have to eat the whole jar. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. You made this. You whipped this up last night. Yeah, I did. I uh, did. No preparation. No. Mm-mm. Well, I got to say new parents out there. If you're wondering, does this fit the approval? I'd say it does. Mm, thank you. Because I'm a big old boy and <laughs> I'm eating this and it tastes pretty good. So good for rice cream. I'm trying to think what this reminds me of in terms of like a, an adult food. Grits. That's okay. Mm-hmm. I said tapioca. I meant, mm. I meant grits. Yeah. Well, I, okay. I like yeah. rice, rice, baby. What about good. the second one here? Okay. This is kale. Yeah. Okay. So this is a combination of organic kale and butternut squash. Listeners hearing that they're probably thinking, oh, it must be a green, mm-hmm. not the case. It's not so much because again, like going for the babies who have that sweet taste bud already. Mm-hmm. And so you're not trying to shock them. You're trying to like get them excited about what they're eating. So this is going to, the butternut squash gives it a little bit of sweetness to it. Okay. So I'm just going to kind of dig in here like a baby. Mm-hmm. And again, no seasonings, no salt, no syrups, no sugars, no. Ooh, like silky it. smooth. <laughs> I like that. Good. That is good. All of these, to your point of them not having seasonings or strong things, this I don't know how to describe this, but this does seem like it's fit for the taste palate mm-hmm. of a baby. You know what I mean? There's not too much going on. Yeah. And I say that in a good way. And that's what I want too. You don't want to be overwhelmed with taste, but you also don't want to shock their taste buds. You don't want to shock their digestive system. But a lot of it too is the vegetables are all cooked in their own water. So that's why they kind of soak up the taste too when they're cooking in their own water. So it's kind of emotional for me because it's so soft and creamy that I do sort of feel like a baby again. Yes, take and me I, back. I'm starting to miss my youth. <laughs> Keep talking to me about this. This yeah. is good. This one almost looks like an organic peanut butter, but it's the it, butternut. It, I would say if you were to make like a sweet potato pie or a pumpkin pie, that's the texture of it. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the texture of it. Babies are going to love this stuff. Good. Here's one thing. I thought that I was going to taste this and it was going to be, it was going to be like eating dog food and mm-hmm. I was going to be, wah, wah. Mm-hmm. but no, this is, and can you just one more time, just tell us what is in this? That's butternut squash, kale, and it's cooked with kombu. And I did puree the kombu in that. So really going back to the simplicity, that's not, Simple. that's not mm-hmm. a terribly difficult thing to put together to puree. Yeah. And then you can add kale to make it that green as they get older. So they get used to that taste. You add a little bit more kale. They get yeah. used to that case. That's you add where a the manipulation bit. That's where the manipulation starts. Yes. Exactly. Well, this is great. And I just want to, again, make sure that we are, if not plugging your product necessarily, just families out there realizing mm-hmm. that in whatever city you are, whatever thing, that stuff like this is available, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And think about farmer's markets. I mean, really supporting the local farmers, that's where you're going to get people that actually care about their food and how they're growing it, the soil they're growing it in. That's what we try to look for when we're making these is the farmers, who are they? What's their soil like? Do you trust them? I'm going to combine the two real quick. That is exactly what I do as they get older. (laughs) Really? Yes. So to start introducing new foods, I combine the rice, rice baby with other foods. So if I'm introducing a new food to them, then I combine it with the rice. Wow. 
Yeah. So See, your instincts take over. It's not, you don't have to think about it. No. It's literally natural. So I'm looking at my spoon right now. I can see why people create Instagrams for this. This makes a nice portrait. <laughs> I've just got a rice on the one side and the a nice brown on the left side. It looks like the yin yang yeah. sign a little bit. Okay, there you go. That's all macrobiotics is about. The yin yang. Hey the, now. Yeah. I'm going to put this in my mouth. Here we go. That was perfect. Yep. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's really good. Combine it. Mm. Manipulation. When you want to introduce something else, combine it with rice. You're good to go. But here's joking aside, I'm a belt with a sophisticated palate and, and I'm tasting this and I'm going, this is pretty good. And you can taste it. It tastes healthy. Mm, yeah. So what was the point I was trying to make there? Feed your baby is, 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 key. is, is key. I don't know if we've talked about this explicitly, but food insecurity. I mean, a lot of the families that nurture the next helps probably deal with food insecurity. Mm-hmm. It's hard not to be talking about it and seeing all this stuff and think like, oh, this is so far from certain families' priorities, how can you introduce healthy food like this into their lives? Really just partnering up with people that want to get it to anybody. Like I said, this is not served on a gold platter. This is not something that we are marking up and jacking the prices up just to get some money. This is literally for us to be able to get the nutrients in these kids. And we believe that every child needs this food, whether it's made by us or whether we teach them how to make it. I envision teaching people how to set up a garden and be able to grow their own. Mm -hmm. You know, again, it goes back to local sourcing. And if you have a little garden in your backyard, you can grow butternut squash. You can grow winter kale. And then you purchase your brown rice, which is not priced high. Oh, yeah, rice is cheap. Right. And so it's teaching people that this is the introduction. This is what you can do, right? Or this is for people that don't have the time to make it themselves. And then it's hopefully educating people to go to the farmer's market, support the local farmers, and then maybe have them set up a little garden in their backyard and be able to do it themselves. You know, I've always said, you never realize that a tomato is a fruit until you've grabbed a little cherry tomato from a a garden and realized, oh, wow, this is what a tomato is supposed to taste like. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, when you go pick it out of your garden and you don't have to, you don't have to go crazy with it, you Mm -hmm. know, have just a few simple things that you can grow. And that could be something that, you know, we partner with somebody that can go in and we can help people set up their garden for babies Mm -hmm. and onward. Mm -hmm. Last thing, you have three children. Yes. Their friends come over. Mm -hmm. At some point they want snack time. They want food. What happens? Oh, yes. Okay. So I order a lot from Costco. We get these like dried fruit bars. We get fig bars. We get hummus and a bunch of vegetables. And most of their friends know when they come over to our house. You're going to starve. This <laughs> this is what's happening. Yeah. I don't cave for other people. Yeah. And then we make stuff like we make Rice Krispie treats our way or we make stuff. Corinne loves to bake. So she makes sweet potato pies like all the time. There has been a time where I have seen a friend that comes over a lot to bring <laughs> some breakfast stuff. But I make pancakes. I make waffles. I make stuff. Yeah. You know, so they're on their own. And that's what I tell my my kids. You're not going to starve. Eat this. And if you don't like it, I'm sorry. 
And that is a message that you think you would like that potentially other families and new parents. I'm could. Not, yeah. I, I'm not going to make extra meals for you just because I think you can eat what we're going to eat might sound harsh, but again, like I'm not having just salads, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think that that's also our American way of thinking, like eating healthy is like eating just a salad or, you know, whatever, but we get fun in the kitchen. Yeah. So it's not, it's not like they're just eating a salad. Yeah. My philosophy on this, if I had a philosophy is just eating, I'm like, you know how like a dog, every time it sees you, it's it's like it's the first time in its life it's seen you. Yes. That to me is lunch. Like mm -hmm. every day I'm like, I can't believe I get to do this again. Mm -hmm. Yes. So my whole thing is if this eating is nourishing, not just actually, but to the soul. Food mm -hmm. is great. Enjoy the food you eat. Do right. not live life not enjoying the food you exactly. eat. So everything we're talking about, I am on board. If yeah. the things that are being made in the kitchen or in the mason jars are getting frozen, is still tasty, great food. Do not torture yourself right. at the end of the day or your your baby would exactly. be my thing. Exactly. Because if you're stressed, then your baby's going to be stressed too. So it's not stressing it. You can't stress it. Don't get overwhelmed with all the options out there. And just think basic and simple. Stephanie, this has been a great conversation. Any final thoughts for I Sleep Great, a non-parent's guide to parenting on the subject of baby food? First, thank you for having me. This has been great. Keep it simple and think about the poor digestive system. <laughs> no, yeah, just keep it simple. Don't stress. Your babies feel it when you stress and stay local, organic and seasonal. And folks can find you where? There's not a brick and mortar store here in Nashville? No, so we, it's Macro Mama Foods and our kitchen is off of Charlotte. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to I Sleep Great, a non-parent's guide to parenting, sponsored by Nurture the Next and Saracor. To learn more, please visit nurturethenext.org and follow I Sleep Great on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.